Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Donald Trump's statement that all Muslims should be banned from the United States temporarily, and that includes, I think, Muslim American citizens who leave the United States for any reason, they wouldn't be allowed back in. Donald Trump's statement resulted in immediate denunciation from his fellow Republican candidates for president and from the former Vice President Dick Cheney and from leaders of the GOP in the first primary states of Iowa and New Hampshire and from the Democrats, from media, and from many American voters. There are, though, Americans who agree with him. As polling numbers in South Carolina went up 8% after making that statement. We're going to be hearing uh, from two Muslims in this hour, prominent members of the Muslim communities in the United States and Canada. Dr. Zudi Jasser, the founder of the American Islamic Forum for Democracy, former lieutenant commander in the U.S. Navy. His book is Battle for the Soul of Islam. And then Rahil Raza, the also author, international speaker, and president of the Council of Muslims Facing Tomorrow, the author of Their Jihad, Not My Jihad. But before we speak to Dr. Jasser, I want you to have a li- listen to a little bit of, a, of the exchange between Chris Cuomo of CNN and Donald Trump about this issue. Here's how it went. Mr. Trump, thank you for joining us. Uh, Your proposition is plain, ban all Muslims until we can figure out what's going on. People are asking you how you would do that. I say let's put that to the side. It's irrelevant. It's about the concept. You have leaders from your own party in the key states of Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina. You have galvanized political rivals all saying this is un-American and extreme and that it makes you a fascist. How do you respond? Well, I totally disagree. Um, you take a look. You take a look, Chris, at what's going on, and it is disgraceful. First of all, you know people quickly forget World Trade Center one, World Trade Center number two, and you take a look at all of the things that are happening, uh, having to do with uh, the problems. Now you have the problem in California, where and miraculously twenty-eight thousand dollars uh, just found in this guy's just put into this guy's account. This horrible, you know, person, this uh, killer, this maniac into his account. Uh, I have no doubt that we have no choice but to do exactly what I said until our country's representatives can figure out what the hell is going on, because we have a problem in this country. You look at Paris, you look at the carnage that took place in Paris, but look at Paris beyond that. Paris is no longer the beautiful, gorgeous city with all... Paris has a tremendous lot of problems. And they have areas in Paris that have been radicalized where the police refuse to go in and look at it. We they are, refuse we are to well aware. part in it. We you are look re- at London. You look at other places. We are now, well aware. We are well aware. But, Mr. Trump, here's no, the point. No, wait a minute, Chris. You're well aware. You say that so routinely. You're well aware. Well, because I've been on you the ground. I've been Paris. in those communities. Go I've talked to the French the authorities. totally out of control. Well, it's so dangerous. That's what you say. The police are all over that country right now, and they're doing a lot of policing. But more importantly, to your point, I would say it is the opposite reality. You see the French being more embracing of people around them. You see them living their lives. You see them refusing to accept fear as a basis for behavior. Whereas here, what you're doing in the country that is known as a symbol of freedom is saying we're too afraid to be inclusive. We're going to reject the promise of America and ban an entire religion, even though 
we need to do things on a case-by-case -case basis. And it seems as though you're acting out of fear, not making us look strong, and rejecting what America is all about. UK's not doing no, this. I'm France isn't doing strong, this. Chris. And don't tell me about Paris. Paris is under tremendous siege. They are absolutely in fear in Paris. Don't tell me Paris is they not. Are, they have heightened awareness. They do not have fear, and they're not acting out of it. That's why they're letting on, in refugees. They don't have fear. Of course they have fear. Of course it's they how have you fear. behave in that environment. I have people that are living in Paris. They want to leave. They're petrified. But what are they doing? Are they banning all Muslims? Well, let's see. Maybe they're going to have to. Maybe they're going to have to do That's something. That's not even on the table. Look, I'm talking about a temporary situation until our country's representatives can figure out what the hell is going on, Chris. The timing is irrelevant. Out. Listen, we had the World Trade Center number one. We had World Trade Center number two. We had many other things happen. Then the other day we had the California attack where these two animals, they're total animals, they became radicalized and they wanted to do far more damage than that. What's even more disturbing if you terms of looking into the future is other people knew what they were doing. There were bombs, pipe bombs laying all over the floor. Right. They had other people that knew what was going on, Chris, and nobody reported it. They used the excuse they didn't want to be racial profilers. They wanted to be politically correct. By the way, the people that said that, I think, in their own way, they're guilty. So there's a bit of the exchange between Chris Cuomo of CNN and Donald Trump on Mr. Trump's announcement that temporarily he would ban Muslims from entering the United States, Dr. Zudi Jasser joins me, the founder of the American Islamic Forum for Democracy, lieutenant commander in the United States Navy. His book is Battle for the Soul of Islam, an American Muslim patriot's fight to save his faith. Nuclear cardiologist, past president of the Arizona Medical Association, and he's been on this program many times over the years. Zudi, this is the first time that I've heard, I mean, not the first time I've heard Donald Trump, but it's the first time I've heard this kind of statement from anyone who aspires to be president of the United States and is leading pretty dramatically among the GOP candidates, I have no idea what you're going to say and how you're going to react to what Donald Trump said, but please go ahead. Well, uh, thanks for having me, Roy, and this is such an important thing. Uh, and, you know, listen, uh, <laughs> both parties, because of partisanship, are giving the same narrative. The Hillary narrative uh, and the left from Obama is Islam is peaceful, Islam is monolithic, Let's not offend them because basically I would tell you almost in a bigoted sense that Muslims deserve to be under the boot of theocrats and petro-Islam. Now we're seeing an equal and opposite reaction from uh, an a individual running, uh, Mr. Trump, who seems to simply be pandering to the fear that exists because of a lack of leadership. And unfortunately, it's not just about getting elected. The, those who are running to be leader of the free world need to educate Americans and lead them to where they need to go. And the issue is, is what is our most potent weapon against radical Islam? It is the sense that Muslims can embrace their faith and use religious liberty as a tool to defeat Islamo-nationalism and Islamo-patriotism. So the Trump statement is utter and sheer surrender to political Islam as being the dominators of what is and what is not Islam. So I see them as two sides of the same coin. You leave a, a vacuum and it gets filled by a monolithic representation of Islam. And, you know, when he talked about mosques and things, listen, if a mosque is uh, harboring weapons and, and talking about targeting uh, uh, individuals in violence, that's not protected speech, and they should be doing that. But if a mosque is expressing hate speech, uh, just like the KKK or the Nazi Party in the United States, at least, uh, we don't have laws against hate speech because 
not only is it unconstitutional, but it is proven that the best way to defeat bad ideas is not by pushing it underground that allows it to thrive, as we see in Tajikistan and Uzbekistan and Egypt and elsewhere where they close down mosques. These radical movements grow and flourish because you can't have the debate of and, and enable moderates like ourselves and reformists in our Muslim reform movement that just rolled out last week. We become irrelevant when you push it underground. And you talk about the vacuum that exists. And the vacuum exists because President Obama created the vacuum, and I think so. I think he did it intentionally. I think he's continuing to create a vacuum and doing it intentionally, and I have no real notion why. Well, it's because of a couple things. One is, the first thing is the alliance with the Islamist movements around the world, that ultimately be it the Qatar Foundation that funds Hillary's uh, foundation, uh, the Clinton Foundation, or be it the Muslim Brotherhood groups, uh, the legacy groups that uh, purport to speak for Islam, they enact blasphemy laws in the West and thus say, well, you can't offend Muslims. So they use Western mores of political correctness in order to prevent reformists, the same reformists like Rafe Bedoui, who loves his faith but was being whipped and flogged and now is in prison in Saudi Arabia, or the Muslims who, under Mohammed Morsi, were put in prison for criticizing Islam, and, and uh, in fact, they were criticizing the president. So these theocrats exist, and in the West, they enable sort of and empower uh, non-Muslim leaders like Obama and Clinton and others to say that, oh, we don't want to offend it, but when in fact they're preventing criticism and critical thinking. And that's why in our, in our declaration of the Muslim reform movement, one of the nine precepts we said is ideas don't have rights, human beings have rights which is such a, 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 a laser-focused way to prohibit this sort of political correctness. And, you know, I understand Trump's tapping into that, but if he wants to enable Muslims to reform and admit that we have a problem, it's a bit hypocritical for somebody who has billions of dollars of business in Dubai with Trump Dubai and other things to say, well, let me just continue to have business there, but let's shut down the very weapon of reform and liberal Muslims uh, from coming into this country, which would be absurd. Can you stay with us a little longer? Sure. I'd be happy to. Okay, I'm going to take a break. We'll come back with Dr. Zudi Jasser on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. One of the things I want to ask Dr. Jasser, who is an unabashed American patriot, he's so proud of his country, so patriotic about the United States. What does he tell his kids? What does he tell his children about what Donald Trump is suggesting? I know Trump has a tremendous following. It's obvious. He survived statements no other political candidate could survive. And I think it's because there's such a general anger in our populations. We just move from issue to issue and anger level to anger level, frustration level to frustration level. And largely because there is a vacuum as far as leadership is concerned. But what does Dr. Zasser tell his, tell his kids now, what do you? I'm, I'm going to ask you how you feel about what Donald Trump had to say, and I'm going to position that uh, shortly. Stay with us. We'll come right back. My guest is Dr. Zudi Jasser, founder of the American Islamic Forum for Democracy, former lieutenant commander in the United States Navy, and uh, his book, his Battle for the Soul of Islam, an American Muslim Patriot's Fight for His Faith. Dr. Jasser on this program engaged one of the leaders of CARE in a very energetic debate not so long ago, and uh, Dr. Jasser didn't meet with a lot of favor from the CARE representative. Um, Zudi, what do you tell your kids about what Donald 
Trump says. How do you explain it to them? I explain it to them that, uh, you know, listen, uh, our faith is going through a time in history that um, all faiths have gone through. Our founding fathers created this beautiful country by fighting against theocracy because they loved their faith and they became patriotic Americans in creating this unbelievable experiment of freedom. And that ultimately we as Muslims should not fall into a sense of victimization and fear and that ultimately it's not about Islam. God will protect whatever faith exists of his of his messages. Uh, but the bottom line is, is that I tell them this is a challenge to us. It's a challenge to define America and not let it slip into, as Reagan said, every... Every generation is one generation away from losing its freedom. So demagogues and nativists like Trump are not what this country is all about. And ultimately, uh, we can and we need to speak up that not only are Muslims part of the fabric of America, as I served in the military and so many serve, but we need to love to our own community because the hunger for the to hear about the voices of reform from within the Muslim community turns into a starvation and it turns into an anger unless we step up and, and not be victims, but actually say we're going to solve our own problem and admit it and own it. Have you found that attitude toward you has changed among Americans since Donald Trump made that statement and uh, and it's been debated so much in, in media? Have you found that people treat you differently? A lot of people know about you. You're a very high-profile person in the United States. Anything change? That's a great question, and I don't know, maybe you've seen it. There has been. It's been phenomenal in that, uh, I, you know, we go to the media that asks for us. I don't pitch just conservative media. We want to get platforms. This is a non, if you look at our Muslim Reform Movement Declaration, it's a nonpartisan declaration of women's rights, equality, uh, uh, sexual freedom, etc. These are things that are not just conservative. So, you know, recently the Phoenix New Times here, a, a liberal publication, did a profile of our work, very positive. And we're seeing MSNBC reach out to us. I think America is beginning to wake up and getting to a tipping point to realize that, hold on a second, the fundamental values that make the West free is not a partisan issue. And they're starting to realize that they've been hoodwinked by organizations that claim to be liberal, but in fact inside their own communities are acting in very illiberal ways, and there are those who need voices to be heard. Because I'm getting responses, Zudi, where have you been? You had this press conference of 20 organizations. Why didn't you guys do this before? Our response is, we've been doing it. We've been screaming, but we've been ignored by the two partisan parties, one that says Islam is peaceful and the other one that sort of panders to the security issue at times. And 95% of Americans in the middle want the solutions and so many on both sides have been sending me messages saying thank you for being part of the solution and waking us up to not just telling us what we want to hear. Do you have concerns that the Trump message could grow as far as appeal is concerned, the more angry and frustrated people become if that vacuum of leadership continues to expand? Are you worried that the Trump message could gain more adherence? We are. We are. Um, because... As much as our voice is getting out there more, uh, the other candidates, the the country is hearing from us as a solution, but it's still not getting significant traction as a counter alternative to the all Islam is bad, all Muslims are bad, or uh, sort of the monolithic approach. So we need a Manhattan Project, if you will, of public, private, media, governments, other 
uh, entities to begin to focus on what is a strategy that embraces Muslims with a tough love but realizes that we have to thread that needle. So uh, we have a lot of work to do. Uh, and uh, while the, the numbers are significant, uh, it's over 60% now, Americans, I think the CNN poll out today, that fear is long. That is two to three times more than it was months after 9-11. And it's because, A, our community has been asleep as far as wrecking. You know, they're still doing the press release. We condemn. You know, for all my work, I, I have Roy, 20, I have 20 I have, seconds, Zerdi. Like 20 seconds. I've never released a press release condemning terror because it's about solutions and reform, and that's what we need to do. You've never avoided coming on this program. You've never avoided taking on the challenging issues, and these are challenging times. I thank you so much, as always. Thanks. Thank you, Roy. I appreciate it. Dr. Zudi Jasser, and at uh, Dr. Zudi Jasser on Twitter, the American Islamic Forum for Democracy, former lieutenant commander in the United States Navy.